Well, hello. Hi, Mr. Herlin. How are you? Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's a nice blustery gray sort of gray. Hey. Unsafe to drive, so I'm done. Yeah, me too. So what's going on this week? Well, we are um kind of sad, Yeah, because we're gonna be ending our part five of our student engagement deep dive. Yes, and we we understand that we have taken a nose dive, a swan dive, a swan dive. We really have, and we're going to try to climb ourselves out of this rat hole so that we can um, emerge sort of more enlightened, I guess, about student engagement. I think it was a great rat hole. Me too. I, like, really enjoyed geeking out with you about this. Well, thank you for that as well. <laughs> okay. So, let's talk about things that an engaged student does. Then. Yes. So, what, what can students do? This final section are things that an engaged student does. Um, We're gonna look at indicators of engagement at the student level. These include behavioral, cognitive, and emotional manifestations of engagement that a student may demonstrate, which is just a super fancy way of saying, how do you know if a student is engaged? Well, first, they immerse themselves in an activity. Yes. Again, the toot my own horn. I mentioned a week or whatever so ago, but one of the things that was amazing to me um, when we were actually happened to be remote learning was a Socratic seminar where the students were actually like having a discussion, like I taught them how to do it, and, right? And they and I had to get involved, so they were immersed in that activity. They were focused on what they were doing. They were not distracted, even being online. Now they were granted they weren't in class per se, they were at home, but right. um, you know, they were doing what had to be done. And would you dare say that they were um and I don't like to use the F word often in um education, but were they having fun, Mr. Harlan? Yes, I would say so because they asked to do it again. Wow, that's and awesome. Stop them from doing it. <laughs> you know. Yes. So yeah, and so as the research indicates um, one clear indication of student engagement is they're fully immersed in what they're doing. Yes. I, I had a similar experience. Um, the ready lessons are what we are doing. And I finally decided to have them read a passage. I gave out parts and we read it as a play. And um, it was really fun. It was by O. Henry. And it was... Um, what? Oh, I haven't had an O. Henry in a really long time. No, I know. Let me come back on track. Back to the rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> or the rat hole. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. So, so they had a lot of fun with that and the time just flew by because they were enjoying it. So another one is that they, they spark the conversation. They have voluntary conversations with relevant information about what they're learning. And so that, that's really fun when you, you think that you're just going to maybe teach them um, one thing, let's say in history or one thing in a story and they'll be connecting it to other yeah, topics or because that's what you strive for is to make it relevant to them. Yes. Or you might even, they might even connect it to how this keeps happening over and over again in history. 
um, or like stories that they were telling. So, so I think when they start to have voluntary conversations um, using relevant information, then that's a, another sure tell sign that they are engaged. Exactly. Well, in, like you said um, a minute or two ago, engaged students have they experienced, you know, it's like they have that emotional response. Yeah, they're having fun. Yeah, exactly. They, in fact, on the report site to, even as educators, including myself, you know, having that that moment with the Socratic seminars, I was, I was excited. I, I was like, joyous. I was on the ground because, you know, like I was, it was amazing. You know, so yes, I 100% agree with that. And I think that cultivates a sense of confidence in them. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the students described their engagement in the report by saying, "I feel like confidence maybe is an emotion of engagement because I can't say consistently that my engaged students are enthusiastic to do math, for example, but they are engaged. Whereas I feel that confidence is an emotion." that they consistently feel when they're engaged. And I don't ever think about confidence as an emotion, but if you think about how empowering that is for students to be able to exhibit their skill or their knowledge. Yeah. And then, and then, and, and, and I think that's a big thing too, is like a lot of times kids are fearful of that they're going to be wrong. So that's maybe why they're not sharing. And when you're confident, you have that, you have that joy, you have that smile, you have that joie de vivre. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What it, what is he saying? No. <laughs> so so what does that translate to from French? Yes, joie, joie, joie de vivre. Love it. We're learning French here. This is great. <laughs> They practice their strategies so that they maximize their learning. So they they oh. they take it outside of the classroom and they'll 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 practice this. Yeah, the strategies. So physical techniques. Um, so think about an athlete. They don't just um, actually think about yourself. You just got your black belt degree. If you hadn't practiced all those katas and what you needed to do outside of great, then then you wouldn't have been ready, but you you were so invested and engaged in it that it probably doesn't feel like work. It's like this is a joy to practice yeah, it's a this. Mhm. Mm and one of the things they mentioned here too, which reminds me when I was a young lad. A young lad? Uh, would be I could never get my, I could never go out and like, so to say, play, you know, or go do things with my friends until I knew my work was done. Right. Like when I got home from school, kind of maybe chilled out for a little bit, watch TV or whatever, then I had to get right to getting my homework done. Right. And that was the strategy for me. So I, I, it was done. And then I could mentally put all the other stuff out of my head and then actually enjoy what I was doing. Exactly. And I, I have to just ask you now, when you were a kid and when you were managing your time, did you do it like, did you do the hardest thing first and save like your favorite subject till the end? Or did you do the easiest things first and then finish with the most sort of challenging task? It honestly was a little bit of both, depending on what was going on. I was. I, I always did the thing that I I liked the least first. Right, because by if you save it to the end, you're just yeah. But I think sometimes it was a little bit of both for me. Yeah, it probably just depended on what um was the higher priority right. in terms of getting it done. Yeah. Um. Okay. Did you ever cooperate or collaborate with your peers? Because that's our next topic. Um. I'm still cooperating and collaborating with my peers. Yes. What do you mean by that? Well, we're collaborating here. We had a dream. 
about creating a podcast. And um, yeah, I, I think that cooperation and collaboration, being able to bounce ideas, um, for me, that inc- it increases creativity. Because, because otherwise, and it also keeps like me personally in the present moment, because otherwise you just kind of, you're, you're in your own thoughts. But if you bounce your ideas off of a a friend or a colleague, like then you can brainstorm and it always comes out with something sort of better. And that's sometimes hard about. Two heads are better than one, something like that. That's true. And that's what's nice about, you know, one of my colleagues in social studies. You know, she has one section of eighth grade, but, you know, so we get to talk from time to time. Mm-hmm. So often, like in seventh grade, I don't really have anyone to, you know, social studies wise to kind of bounce things off. Yeah. Of. That's why, like, when so, we collaborated on that English and social yeah. studies unit with my brother Sam is Dead, like, we had a really fun time and the kids had a really enjoyable time. And we also did our midterm one year like that, um, which was which was really good. Yeah, so ultimately, you know, that, that collaboration, cooperation with peers is, is a huge sign of engagement. And again, um, just and what's really cool is when you see the groups, you know, if you if you design them really strategically, you have those people who are natural leaders, you know, and then they kind of get people, you know, they start discussing what, you know, hey, how are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? They set, you know, schedules. They set... You know, who's going to do what with the workload right you know, that's kind of a cool thing and um, and, and uh, what I notice with our our groups the the friends that they pick um, and and what we like to do is pick people that don't share your same skill set because exactly. that then they're then you're stretching um, areas that you aren't typically sort of practicing or have greater skills in but also you know you're able to contribute your strengths yeah. which so both and, are good just real quick on the online part mm-hmm. and it's not really a surprise but they you mentioned in the go garden report that um, online learning environments that have facilitated member interactions saw that online community feel less isolated yes and more likely to persist and and that leads perfectly into our next area of an engaged student which is persist through challenges sometimes yes. known as grit Yes, and I think that the more the more grit that they have and the more um, connection that they have with their fellow classmates, a lot of times it does make it easier to persevere. It's like, you know, look at the people at the end of the marathon. You know, you think you can't do it, but if you have that, you know, people supporting you along the way, then it makes that last, you know, well, push at the end um, yeah. easier. And that's kind of reminds me, you mentioned Black Belt. I was honestly, you know, probably six months ago, I was like, oh, I haven't heard anything, you know, if I'm ever going to be testing mm. for Black Belt. And, you know, is he ever going to say anything? You know, it was kind of, you know, right. I was in that funk a little bit, like, do I even bother going? Is it ever, you know? Yes. And my, actually, my son-in-law, who was a, you know, fourth degree, He's like, you know, just you know, give it a little more time and see, you know, see what happens. And sure enough, you know, it, it happened. I persisted through it, but that's, you know, it's just stuff like that that, you know, not giving up and just kind of trying to believe in yourself when you have those like moments. Right, and also like, um, and it probably was good that that your um, sensei is that yes. sensei that he um, that he gave you that goal to work on. 
you know, and, and because you had been talking about it since like the beginning of November, you were preparing for it. There's there so many struggles that with the academic component of what, we're, of what they're learning, but also, you know, the psychological, the, all the stuff going on right now with the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Stress, you know, that, I mean, that's tough. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's really joyful as a teacher leads us into the next um, S indicator, which is that they these kids uh, will go above and beyond. You know, they will do... I have a seventh grader right now who practices uh, well, well ahead, brings it back, and just out... The goal is just to get better because it feels so good to her to just keep practicing to try to improve her skills. Um, so I like that. And when students are able to be creative, like last year during the closure, I let, uh, four students work together on their Lord of the Flies final project. And this, this presentation that they came up with was so creative because they had time to work on it. It was way more than I expected, but it makes me think of, um, Randy Posh in the last lecture, he had a group of um, college students and he gave them this programming um, problem to solve. And he really didn't have an expectation of what they would produce. And so they far exceeded what he thought. And he and he didn't want to tell them that they had exceeded. He just asked them the question, okay, well, next time, what would you do to improve this? And then they came, they, they, they came up with more. So so I do think like that helps always be thinking when we think about where our ceiling is that it's only a figment of our imagination and we can always grow that. And that's kind of where we, I even think sometimes about our own podcast, you know, we, you know, going above and beyond, well, whether it's maybe we make a video, maybe we, yes. you know, we have different, seg- I don't know, different segments or, you know live on the scene you know or just things like that going you know just taking it to the next level going above yes the typical norm or this like i mean we could have just glossed over and talked about this in one podcast like the podcast that we originally listened to was like a 10 minute podcast yeah, yeah. and it was so yes and they didn't really go into depth of like how did that affect them as educators or what they were seeing as, as, a, as far as a school. So I do feel like um, there's all sorts of ways to go above and beyond or dig deep, deeper. And I, I wish there were more students that did this, but, you know, I mean, we did, were, you know, but it's sometimes I have also seen a couple here and there where it's almost not healthy too. Mm. Where they do, they do so much that they don't stop that they can't. They kind of stress themselves out. Yes, where they're, yes, I do, because they get um, more anxious. And actually, some of the kids that have experienced more trouble are the kids that typically do better in this sort of hybrid learning because they don't, they don't like not have, or they don't like having more time to themselves and having less work. And they see the things on, like, Schoology, our learning management system. And it drives them crazy that they see things there and they just want to do it all. Yes. So they don't know when to stop. Exactly. So, so while we, this is cool going above and beyond, you have, I think you also have to be careful. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so. I do too. Um, all right, what's our next one? Seeks to share their experience and contribute their perspective. So an engaged student often wants to share their inner experience or contribute 
from their their experiences and their perspective in class. They love to share. <laughs> they love to share. I love I love it when kids do that. Or the kids, like the one girl I'm thinking of right now. I just left um, a group of seventh grade girls. She always wants oh, to read. She always wants to do the the. She wants to put the spin on the um, accents, and it's like it's so delightful because you can just see that her joy in. And the kids love to listen to her, and she knows that too. So it's like, again, she's got that confidence and loves to share, I guess. Um, and ultimately, it's because they want to, as their next item basically says, they want to succeed and mm-hmm. they're invested. Yes. You know, they want to keep going. They want to do more. Um, you know, again, they're, they feel encouraged. Um, and so, and that's sometimes where I was saying before, some of the... I don't want to say overachievers. I don't want to sound like it's bad, but right. some of the over overachievers, they almost take it too far. You know, they just want to finish it. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes it's over the top. But yeah, ultimately in a good way, um, they want to accomplish something. They want to succeed. They want to do it well. Yep, they're invested. They're invested in their own education, and um, and we love we love to see that. It's more fun to be around people that love what they're doing, not people that are just doing it and stressing themselves out more and those students also as our next indicator shows takes responsibility for their their environment they they take an active role and make their environment more productive um, again no matter what grade level the report says you know they and i agree you know they take an active role in the classroom mm-hmm. you know like um, helping your friends focus not messing around with things well, uh, and pointing down their classmates. And I've noticed that with the smaller class mm-hmm. sizes and the shorter class times that actually this is has been a minimal issue this year. Like there's no yeah, you can't hard. hide in a class of 8, you know. So and and that's helpful for us too as teachers because you can quickly see the kid that isn't engaged exactly. and and so you can help them you know, kind of come back into the fold, I guess, um, so to speak. Um, yeah. And their body language, I mean, their body language is alert and present and they, they, they don't mind exercising those higher levels of, um, Bloom's taxonomy, which again, um, for the listeners, um, not to just geek out on Bloom's taxonomy, but, um, there's just that higher order thinking skills, like evaluating, um, synthesizing, creating, analysis as opposed to just acquiring knowledge and comprehending and then applying that um so it leads to the where we hope i almost think on the most important thing is showing pride and that's sometimes um well sometimes you hear the teachers complain about yes you know whether it's the neatness of what they're doing whether it's spell check (laughs) just you know take pride in what you're doing yes you know this is this shows you this shows you know what you value you know what i mean yeah and it's the same like even as teachers what we try to do even with and and i think that's where it's a good idea to keep in mind just how to model that or even if you fall short acknowledge like hey i made a mistake and in correct that in front of the students to show that hey this is important i want this to look and be professional i like this next one um that they ask expansionary questions and I, lo- I love this idea. So it's like um, you can say, okay, who started this movement? Like let's say the feminist movement, right? 
who started it? Susan B. Anthony, um, Elizabeth Cady Stanton. We always start with them. But then um, an engaged student will take that to the next level. Okay, so for the next generation, then who is the activist? Who is the soldier? Who is who who carried the baton? How did that evolve into like more progress or whatever? And so, um, so that student, um, it, that kind of engagement is critical. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. Yeah. And this is what you're especially good at. So, so digital tools, um, what do you think, um, which digital tools are you using that you think enables exploration? Not to put you on the spot, but I know that you use a ton of educational tools. Well, um, for the most part, um, I think given the situation of, and given the situation of, um, having hybrid learning and remote, I think ultimately having a learning management system like Schoology, mm-hmm. Puzzle, mm-hmm. Um, those things can help. You have um, GoGuard- you have the GoGuardian part. You have uh, websites like um, the Quizlet, the Kahoot, the Gimkit. You know all those different games, activities, practice, multiple choice. You know questions and, and mm-hmm. the Google Docs sharing, be able to um, collaborate with others. My favorite yeah. for writing was Storybird because mm-hmm. they could actually pull out images to inspire them, and they could create their own children's stories, which they really liked. So to wrap up, um, the last one is to maximize r- retention and collaborate with others. So that kind of a student is going to want to hold on to their um, to their knowledge to their learning and and work with others to grow that grow their grow their knowledge or to use it to do other activities and it's it's deliberately using those digital tools to you know maximize your learning yep in collaboration with your with your peers yeah so five parts five parts we always think oh wow we're not um gonna be able to talk for that long we it's always so nice chatting with you and breaking off the chalk with you and um see you next week for a special holiday edition yes um so bye everybody have a great week Oh, thank you.